so I'm going to call this talk, I'm going to call it God loves us, no buts, and love others, no buts. Not this kind of but, um, as in, uh, no, but would you just stop doing that or whatever. It's just God loves us, no buts. Um, so, um, and kind of my talk really has come out of uh, my kind of search and guidance for parenting teenagers. Um, so I've clicked through Instagram, done a lot of scrolling, found a lot of stuff about responsive parenting. Um, and uh, when I was going across all of that, um, I came across this concept of um, connection before correction uh, to do with parenting. It's kind of a bit of a new way of thinking because I think we, when we parent, we often just want to correct our children. But actually, sometimes that is not the first thing that is the best thing to do. And uh, connection is what we need. And actually, what we want to do is that we want the relationship and make sure that we've got the relationship and we win with that. Um, so my kind of thoughts today, they're not kind of fully formed. <laughs> uh, they're like thoughts that I'm going to bring out. But it kind of just came out of that and how... Um, when you look at parenting, it's like us and our children and how we look at them and how we want connection with them, but then also about how God loves us and how he wants to connect with us. And I think um, uh, it's particularly for me, I've thought about it a lot because uh, as I was growing up, um, I, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church, but a lot of my thinking meant that I felt like I had to strive for God's love that you know and, I, and to have a connection with him like if I did something wrong I'd feel terrible and so it was almost like a striving for God's love rather than and uh, feeling like I just have to be obedient out of like you've been told to do this so you do this um, so it's kind of like unraveling how I grew up and how I've thought about stuff um, so that's kind of my introduction and to, to say why I'm talking about this. And also, I kind of thought, oh, it's kind of a bit simple what I'm going to say. And it's kind of probably everybody knows stuff that I'm going to say. But sometimes I think we just, I don't know, we need reaffirming. And actually, the simpleness of God loving us and us loving other people is actually, like, foundational. So, like, we are a community of believers here. And I would hope that somehow out of what I say, it just helps us to be better at uh, loving others, no buts. So if we welcome new people into our community, that they come into a place where they can connect with God, they can connect with us, they know God's love, but it's, they don't feel like they're coming here for like a set of rules and that they've got to behave a certain way, we love them, no buts basically and so the uh, I often say to my children and particularly to Caleb because I think he needs it more <laughs> he needs to hear him more um is I often say to him look Caleb I love you no buts like I don't always approve of certain things that he does and choices that he makes and I will sometimes say to that say that to him but it, it doesn't it doesn't kind of it's not conditional my it isn't dependent on his behavior that I love him uh, and that he can come to me and actually you know as teenagers and I actually think as adults also we uh, teenagers need a place where they can come and they are safe and when they're in trouble or they do something wrong 
we need to be, as a parent, the place that they want to run to, the place that when they're in trouble they come to, and not the place that they run away from or are scared of or are scared of the reaction, but actually the opposite, that they can come knowing they're loved no matter what and, um, and it's not like conditional. It is, we're a safe place. You can run to us. This is where you can come to. And so that obviously just brings me to think about how, with our relationship with God and how he sees us and actually that's what he wants. He, wants to, he just wants to connect with us and he looks at it and was like, I want to be the place where you run to. If you're in trouble, you've done something wrong, I don't want you to like hide and be scared. I want you to come to me because I love you, no buts. Um, so that's where I'm coming from today. Um, so, um, yeah, so as I kind of alluded to, like I grew up in a church, uh, in a Christian family, and actually from a really young age, I felt quite close to God. Uh, I spoke to him, I felt like, you know, it was really real and I was like the kid that always brought, I used to have one of those, I think they're kind of in again, those little plastic bags, you know, like, I don't know if they called them beanie bags or something, I don't know, there were these certain little bags that my Bible, my little good news Bible just fitted in and I would always take that to church with me every week and highlight things in it. Um, And yeah, so I felt quite close to God uh, from a really young age. But I also, alongside that, I also grew up feeling quite scared of doing anything wrong. Uh, and I would hide things from my parents. And, uh, and my obedience really was like, I was a very obedient child. And I think it was out of fear rather than out of um, like feeling like I should do the right thing because like I love my parents. It was really out of fear and also... <coughs> Uh, I would feel bad and like, what does God think of me because I've done this one little thing wrong? Um, and I was really scared of like making mistakes. Um, and uh, basically, I guess there's that feeling then of not feeling like you're good enough. Um, and I've just kind of felt like I had to strive for God's love and approval. And I would really worry about what people thought of anything that I did. And I wasn't a bad kid at all. But, like, we grew up, like, we weren't allowed to watch certain programmes when we were growing up. We weren't allowed to watch Grange Hill. Anybody in the, who was from that era where we watched Grange Hill, I wasn't allowed to watch Grange Hill, wasn't allowed to, wasn't allowed to watch Care Bears. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so loads of, like, wasn't allowed to have My Little Pony uh, because I think they thought there was some kind of weird spiritual thing <laughs> surrounding My Little Ponies that was not right. So, like, I grew up with, like, lots of, like, you mustn't do this, you mustn't do that. And so, like, when I was a teenager, I used to go and stay at my friend's house. And we used to go to, like, nightclub. And I was, like, old enough to go to a nightclub. Uh, but I, my parents never knew that I went because I just felt like I was doing something wrong. And actually, when I went to the nightclub, I used to drink water and just have a dance. And I didn't do anything else. Like, I didn't go there and get, go wild and get blind drunk and was left in the field somewhere or like went off with a hundred different men or anything like that. I literally went, had some water and danced, but I still felt bad for doing those things, like I was doing something wrong just because of how I kind of grew up. And I also had, when I was 15, I had a boyfriend uh, who was a Christian who went to the church, but again, I didn't tell my parents because I felt like I was doing something wrong. So I kind of grew up, so that's where all this comes from. And, like, I'm having to kind of unravel a lot of this to the way I see God and how he looks at me when I 
do something wrong, like even as an adult, I'll still feel like, oh, I've messed up that and I've got to make up for it somehow. Um, and so I guess like this talk is kind of talking to myself in a way, and maybe all of you are already there, right? And just think, well, I just know God loves me and that's cool. Um, but um, it might help somebody and it just might help us to kind of see how other people might see things and how we can just love people more. So um, when I was preparing this talk, I actually came across... Uh, a verse in Proverbs, which says, Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. And it just made me think, like, often we really, like, emphasise this thing, and it sounds quite heavy about discipline, like the Lord disciplines us and he rebukes us. And so these are kind of heavy words, but actually... The end of that is a really important bit because I, I saw a friend who posted a verse. It wasn't this verse. It was from a different Proverbs and it had a similar kind of thing to it. And it not kind of... It was just like that part of the verse but like not the other bit. And I just thought... But the really important thing is it's about a father who delights in his, like his son. And I was like, God delights in us. And like, so anything where, you know, when it says about the Lord disciplining us, it's out of love and the fact that he delights in us and that should be our first point is just like let's emphasize that he delights in us he loves us and he delights in us and then that comes you know the discipline but it's kind of out of that um and it comes out of connection with him um and so i think there needs to be like more of an emphasis on that because i think it's so easy for us to and it was definitely easy for me to like just be focused on the like rebuking myself almost and <laughs> disciplining myself uh, and forgetting the bit where he delights in you, like God loves you. So, um, where do we go from here? So, yeah, so I really, I really want for my children and for anybody that we mel- welcome amongst us as a community that they can come in here and not feel like they're coming in here to like run by a set of rules. Uh, but they're loved, no buts, and it's not dependent on someone's behaviour, but they can just know that they're completely welcome and um, can connect with God in a real way. Um, So in our connection with God, actually, uh, and having that right understanding of God's love for us, uh, actually really helps us to flourish and grow, and, and actually then helps us to choose the right things and make the right choices. Um, and John 15 verse 5 it talks about Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches Uh, when we talk about if we're the branches that when we need to be connected to the vine the whole thing and the roots and everything uh, in order for us to grow and to flourish so our connection with God is really important and again it just shows how God really wants to connect with us in order for us to grow, grow, flourish bring new life um and for us to live like a new way um, and we can't grow apart from him like if you just get a branch from a tree and just stick it into the ground nothing's going to really happen it's not going to grow and flourish but if we're part of him and we've got that connection with him then we will grow um, um, I looked I, it, as, I, as I was thinking about this and how God wants to connect with us it, there's loads of stories in the Bible um, and examples where Jesus 
connects with people all the time. There's just like so many stories. Like I just kept thinking of lots of different times that he connected with people and how he loved to connect with people. And actually the people that he connected with, it wasn't dependent on them being a good person or without sin or um, that they were somebody who behaved really well. His connection with people, that just wasn't even a thing. Like, so I think about like the tax collector, Zacchaeus, and he basically said to this guy, you know, everybody thought, everybody, the people actually said that he was going to be a guest of a sinner because uh, he said he wanted to go to this tax collector's house uh, and spend time with this person that everybody thought was a sinner, a bad person. But actually, God, you know, Jesus wanted to connect with him. And actually, out of his connection with this tax collector, the tax collector then ended up paying where he'd like done people out of money and stuff. He actually repaid people back and, you know, I think it was fourfold or something that he paid them back more than that they were owed. But that was out of a connection with Jesus because Jesus, his first point wasn't, I'm going to go to this tax collector's house and tell him that he's doing something really wrong and he needs to sort himself out. He actually connected with, he was like, I want to come to tea with you. I want to spend some time with you. And he wanted to just connect with him. And that was his first thing. So when I went, started off in my talk about connection before correction, I think that's just how Jesus works. He, he just so wanted to connect with people. And that was the most important thing. And he did this so many times, like um, talk, thought about the woman who was caught in adultery and there were people there, stone, you know, about to stone her. And Jesus says, like, the one who hasn't sinned, throw the first stone. And they all walked away because they, you know, we've all done something wrong, haven't we? Uh, and Jesus says, you know, uh, I don't condemn you. Like, just go away and sin no more. But he connected with her. Uh, and he didn't connect with, you know, he wanted to connect with the person who, yeah, she'd really messed it up, done something wrong, but actually, you know, that was this amazing connection and this kind of love. Um, then there's the thief on the cross as well. We obviously maybe talked about him last week. Uh, and the thief on the cross, obviously, he'd done, he was up there because he'd done some stuff wrong. <laughs> but he simply acknowledged who Jesus was and Jesus said today you will be in paradise he wasn't like right tell me let's quickly just go through all the things that you've done wrong and then let me have a think about this it wasn't like that at all was it (laughs) um and was there another example I was going to use uh yeah there's the woman at the well Jesus came across the woman at the well kind of started this he connected with her started this conversation like can you get me some water um, and he obviously knew stuff that was going off at home that she wasn't like living a a, a good life. Um, but it's just like the way he like when you read into those stories, actually, when you read them, you just think, oh, like Jesus really had compassion on people. He was really, he really truly wanted to connect with people, and it wasn't dependent on them being some kind of perfect person um, and somebody who's got it all right. He actually wants to connect with all of it, all of us and it's not dependent on our behaviour. Um, and then, of course, we've got the great parable, the story about the prodigal son. And when the son comes back uh, to his dad after kind of, you know, spending all of his inheritance on parties, whatever he was doing, um, you know, making some mistakes. And when he comes back to the home, 
the father sees him from far off. He's filled with compassion. He runs to him, throws his arms around him, welcomes him home. Um, and it's such an amazing picture of God, how he welcomes us with open arms. Uh, again, the father didn't come and go, just hang on a minute before I welcome you home. Let's just talk about all those things <laughs> that you messed up on and did wrong. Uh, and I'm sure the, the son probably was going there thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be welcomed back to this. But there must have been some kind of relationship there for him to think, I think I'm okay to go back there. And I think when I read that story again, like for my children and parents in my children, I would hope even if they kind of really messed up, did some really stupid things, that I would be the one that they run to, that they know that I love them, no buts. <laughs> So um, I think like my, what I would hope from today is that we just, for ourselves, that we remember um, that we don't need to strive for God's love um, and that he, he just genuinely wants to connect with us. Um, and out of that, we will actually flourish and grow and our obedience to him will come. Like, obedience seems like a really, I don't know, it's, um, it sounds like a bit of an old-fashioned word, doesn't it? I don't know. What do we say to our children now? Be obedient. I don't know if I ever say that to my boys. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but that comes out of like, that love and that you want to you know, um, live kind of the right life. Uh, but also, I think like, more importantly, is that we remember that for other people that we welcome amongst us, um, that you know, God wants to connect with them and it's not dependent on them being all together uh, that people can just feel like they're so welcome here that when they're in trouble, they've messed up, made some mistakes, that they can actually come here feel completely like they are loved, no buts, by us, by God, uh, and that we can be the place that they run to. Um, and like I said, I kind of feel like it's a really simple message, but I, I always go back to when you kind of start to debate things about Christianity and do you believe this and do you believe that and how do you feel about this and you know in the bible do you think that was you know do you think that really happened what was god really saying about this when i question loads of things in the end i just come down to the really simple thing and that's like jesus basically said you know the greatest commandments there's only there's just two and we can just live by this and it's to love the lord your god with all your might all your soul um all your mind and to love uh, your neighbour as yourself. And if we can do those two things, then I think that's just, and out of everything, that's what is in the back of my mind. Well, whatever I do now, this is about, you know, what I'm doing, is it loving God? What I'm doing, is it lo loving other people? If we simplify it down to that, I think that's, we're getting it right, if you know what I mean. And it kind of doesn't matter if we think differently about different theological things and are not sure about different theological things but actually that we love God and we love people um, and I think that kind of sums us up as a community of believers here I think it sums up that we're a group of people who love God and we love others and that's what um, kind of that's what we have in common here even if we think differently about other things that's what we have in common and I'd love to think that whoever comes into here that that's what they feel uh, that's the thing. We don't all have to think the same. But the foundational thing is that God loves us and uh, that they're loved. 
So I just wanted to end on... Um, how many minutes have I done? Oh, actually, I'm only into 20 minutes. How did I get that? I've just waffled on for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to end on reading 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, so we can just be reminded of what actually love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonour others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And so, here end the lesson. And just remember, God loves you, no buts. <laughs>